0: Mm, mm, mm. Hey! hey! Something a little different for you on this up. on this 420s Eve. Yeah. It, it's Mental Health Monday
1: with your boys. It's Mental Health Monday. Chase and Chef. Chase
0: and Chef. With Chef and Chase. And, Chase. And,
1: <laughs> and 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 we got a guest today.
0: John Cook. John Cook. Welcome John Cook to the <laughs> show. <laughs>
2: hey guys. Hey. Uh so it's John. Really
0: I had to ask you to come on the show today uh, because it's the day before 420, and nobody to me in my personal life has been uh, important, uh, as important, as important as you have been uh, when it comes to my drug use. Uh, <laughs> my parents are going to call you up after this and be like, what have you done to Damn us? Damn it, son?
1: John. Damn it. Um,
2: it's but, all the name of safety, but yeah, absolutely. Right. That's
0: way right. like, as far as people being like, you should you should smoke weed, you were very you were very gentle with me.
2: You were, you were
0: very determined to the point where you got me a job. I said, I'm, you're like, please smoke weed with me. Please smoke weed with me. And I'm like, this oh. is true. I was like, I can't. I was like, I can't. I got to get a job, man. I got to get a <laughs> job. You're like, if I get you a job, will you smoke weed with me? And uh, <laughs> turned around and got me a job at McDonald's. It wasn't a good job. <laughs> Immediately, (laughs) as soon as I told you I got that job, you you hit me up. You're like, so (laughs) like about that thing you told me about. (laughs) And I remember, I remember the day. I remember the exact day and date because it was the London Olympics, the opening ceremony of the 2012
1: London Olympics. I remember that day too. One of my favorite (laughs) musicians actually played that. Fucking Paul McCartney. (laughs) Well, Paul (laughs) McCartney. (laughs) <laughs> if it wasn't for Paul McCartney, I wouldn't be here. So props to Paul McCartney. But no, Frank Turner, uh, another uh, guy.
0: Okay. My nice. Yeah, it was, a, it was a dope night. And you really you really walked me through it. But I remember Paul McCartney taking the stage. I remember a cold uh, Mountain Dew in my hand. I remember the whole thing. You're just like telling me, you, you're a good guy. I've seen the opposite of that. I've seen the bad version of that, where people are like, this is what you got to do. And the other the person on the other end, the first time was just like, oh, my God, like, you know, they're freaking out because that, <laughs> that was your first time smoking weed? First time smoking weed was Damn. the 2012 London Olympics with this fellow right here.
2: And, yeah, and, and if you remember, it, at times it felt like watching a movie. It was like watching an action movie. Yeah, it was a lot of fun watching. Yeah, a, a gentle approach is always better, of course. It, it's always in the name of being responsible. Uh, I don't know. I think ever since uh, – I think since the first day I smoked weed, I knew I liked it <laughs> and, uh, you know, call it a bad influence, but I just wanted all my friends to know what it was like too. So yeah, and- I've always enjoyed what cannabis has done with music and movies and, and video games and, uh, just the social atmosphere. I'm very antisocial and introverted, so it always helps lubricate the the social grease, you know?
1: Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. When was the how, how did the first time you smoked weed? Go.
2: Yeah, I uh, it was actually a new kid at our school. Uh, his name's Tyler, and um, I don't know. Actually, a couple of my other friends had hung out with him, and he had tried it before. It was kind of like a, a big deal to us because we were freshmen, and. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just kind of thought to myself, you know, I, I've heard that it's always been bad, but, you know, I always knew that the videos there showed us were just total bullshit. So <laughs> I thought, you know, I, I I could think for myself, let me let me find out what this thing is all about, really. And he uh, yeah, actually, you know, maybe it wasn't so good, but this was when uh, if you guys remember Spice or K2, that stuff. It, when it first started, it was very mild. Yeah. And uh he let me try that first just to see if I would freak out being high in general or not. <laughs> like, of course you'd free, like
0: that shit can be mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, but he had uh, he knew what he was doing and he, he picked something out that he knew was going to be pretty, pretty gentle, but just, he wanted to see like, oh, is this kid going to freak out and go home and tell his parents, you know, like, he didn't want me to, <laughs> he didn't want to be dirty. So, uh, that, so I, first time I smoked anything was actually that, and then uh, yeah, I was fine. But after that, and and we, dude, I remember uh, when I first started smoking weed, it was uh, it was impressive. I could take the biggest bong ribs in the room. Yeah, right from the get go. <laughs> that was, yeah. it's a little but I would take one, and I was I was done for the evening. Yeah, I was done. That's how it was when I first started off. It was a very psychedelic experience at that age.
1: I don't even remember my exact first time smoking weed. I have three separate people that say I, the first time I smoked weed was with them. And I have <laughs> I since that. I, 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 I don't know. Like, I remember the one that I think was the first time was, like, going into freshman year of high school uh, after football practice one day. Uh, a guy that I eventually was roommates with, uh, Doogie, he was just like, You want to smoke some weed? And I was like, yeah, why not? And I I just remember taking a couple of hits and feeling like I was flying above his car. Uh, And, like, within that same fucking week, it seems like that happened. And then, like, the next night or later that night, my sister and her boyfriend were like, hey, let's go smoke some weed. And I was like, okay, like, let's do that. And then one of my best friends right after that was like, hey, man. I just got some weed, we should try this out. And I was like, let's do that, yeah. (laughs) So all three of them, the first, you know, with them, and it's like, okay, you know, one of you's right. So (laughs) one of them's right, but that was one week. That was my first, and it's been nonstop since. And When I say nonstop, I mean, Chase knows my stories here. Uh, You know, on probation, I didn't stop smoking weed. Uh, in, In the Navy, I didn't stop smoking weed. Uh, but that, you know, that's a whole nother story. It's it's never been a, never stopped. Like P D do.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You're probably just like me in that way. You probably just knew that you liked it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For me, I, uh, I get a lot of medicinal benefit from cannabis, but there's a, uh, there's also a line and it's a blurry line <laughs> where it also becomes a very recreational and a, and a hobby for me. Yeah. Uh, it becomes a very recreational thing though. So
0: well, that's, that's why I wanted you to come on the show today, because uh, you know I've, I've always felt like you, you approach it from a very like informational angle. You've always been very educational when it comes to uh, marijuana or any sort of drug. Like, I know I can come to you, and that's the whole reason I smoked with you in the first place. That's the whole reason you got me on this train, is because I trusted you. And, uh, I wanted to hear what you had to say on, on some of this stuff today. So uh, absolutely talking about right now, the the blurry line between recreational and, uh, you know, you don't want to use it as a crutch, right? Like, uh, which some people do. A lot of people do. A lot of people yeah. with uh, mental health issues are just like, fuck it. I'll just smoke my my troubles away. Same with alcohol. You know, I'll just drink my troubles away. Uh, you know, but people, people don't want to acknowledge that sometimes. People want to be like, this is God's good green herb and there's nothing you can tell me uh, bad. About, that. Uh, but like sometimes I don't know—is it feeding into that anxiety? I think about that a lot. I wonder: it, did my anxiety become worse because of the weed, or yeah. uh, you know, is, is this really helping me? You know, yeah. Uh, which so, uh, I would say about ninety percent of the time for me, I, I do feel like it's a help. I do feel yeah. like it's a help, but I think it—I think it's a moderation thing. And uh, same with like any medicine. Everybody has their own dosage, I suppose. And it's like finding that responsible level, you know, but I mean, what, what, what do you think about anxiety thing though? Like, what do you think about like the, that cycle? Like it's made the, the weed usage possibly feeding into the anxiety and like vice versa.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, um, I smoke cannabis for a couple of reasons medicinally and, and anxiety is definitely one of them. Um, Yeah, I definitely think what you're talking about is there's some truth to it. Uh, And I think the key, you you kind of put it out there already, is moderation. You've got to have some sort of um, control. It's really easy to want to just hide away from your anxiety because a lot of times that anxiety is bound to responsibilities, things that uh, can be very overwhelming um, sometimes, or actually a lot of times, that's where anxiety comes from, is just being overwhelmed with life, right? So uh, it's a part that you uh, just kind of monitor that. Are you hiding away from the things that you want to do? Maybe, uh, <clears throat> I, I think it helps <clears throat> in a certain way, though. It kind of helps you realize, okay, maybe the things I'm doing are exactly what I w- want to do. So it also helps with reflection and, and there's a lot of different things it can help you with and help you work through the anxiety you're experiencing. So, yeah, I think it's a matter of really determining what is a good amount for yourself, what um, kind of routine you find is good for you. Cause some people only do well with it when they medicate at night yeah. and it's good for taking the, the edge off. But um, for me, I experience stuff with my stomach and stuff, but also I wake up and, um, I explain it to my girlfriend like uh, like there's a room full of people in my head, basically, and they're all talking. They're all having their individual conversations. And if you just try to imagine being in a room full of people who are all talking and you try to tune in to every conversation around you, the, the craziness, the anxiety associated with that, it's kind of overwhelming. So I, I love having cannabis there for me to kind of quiet that down and allow me to focus on the things that I need to take care of, like make breakfast, get myself clothed and, uh, mm-hmm. log on for work and, and actually focus on that stuff as opposed to all of these responsibilities I have. Uh, cause it really doesn't do any good worrying about stuff like that all the time. You now I, um, I think I experienced this anxiety personally. And I think Chase, you, I think you're kind of the same way in this. Um, I experience anxiety like this because of years of prolonged and extensive stress. Um, I, I I wasn't always like this. When I first started smoking cannabis, it was mostly because I enjoyed it and partially because it helped out with my stomach. But these days, um, it, having gone through school, I've almost got a master's degree, and and uh, I've really had to. Uh, Just do it, everything on my own. It's difficult working multiple jobs at a time sometimes. So, you know, you talk about cannabis being a crutch. It's definitely been a crutch at times, but I think it's helped me through it. Uh, I think it's helped me be a better person. It's helped me reflect more. It's just a matter of moderation and balance, right?
1: Hey, it's it's to me, it's like it's more about the way you go about using it. You know, you could, you know, like you were saying, you could always just, hey, I'm going out tonight, have fun, blaze a couple joints, and just go out and have a great night. But uh, the moments that it's felt the rightest to me has been like, you know, if you're in a mid argument with somebody, and it's like, hold on, let me let's let's take a pause here, and then you go out and you're just sitting outside on your own, you smoke a bowl, you're doing that reflecting back on the conversation. And you're getting down to it, you know, it helps because I've been, you know, I've done music, I'm a musician, so it's always helped with the creativity, but it helps open those doors. Oh, I'm sure you're starting to think about things from a different point of view, maybe that you didn't think about it the, the first time. Maybe some wild shit that's not even like reality based shit, but with your situation, it just helps you just see it in a different light to where when you come back, like when I've done that, you come back into that conversation, you just, your 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 stress is gone you're chill you're like okay like hey this is what i was thinking this is what i thought you know and it helps you know for me that's where it helps uh the anxiety part you know as a musician going on stage uh that you know very anxious sometimes and you know when you got 10 people out there when you're going on stage not not so much but we played a couple shows where you know i'm out back throwing up because i'm like yo i don't want to go on that stage there's too many people up there and that's one of those moments that it's like you know you do have to go off to yourself it's, it's almost like a little ritual you yeah. know what i'm saying and it's like I'm yeah. gonna poke a couple hits off here to myself and get in my head and tell myself like hey we're good we got this
0: and yeah I, I mean i i definitely dig that uh thing about reflection for sure i mean i i think it definitely helps with that um I, I, it opens up your heart your mind you know to a lot of things it helps with understanding and it definitely gives you time to sit back and be like, okay, wait a minute. Like, let, me, let me think for a minute. Because I, I am like you, John, in the, in the sense that I too, you know, my mind. And that's something that I've had to question sometimes. I'm like, was I like this before I started smoking weed? And the answer is yes. <laughs> yes, this was my default before weed ever came into the picture. And it's just that, that, that loudness, you know, like you're in a room full of people. And, uh, you know, some people, uh, again, it, it affects everybody differently. Some people smoke weed, and they're the polar opposite. They've entered that room full of people, and yeah. it's chaos for them. But for me, it helps me focus. It it filters that room full of people and lets me, you know, focus on me. It allows for that reflection and everything. Uh,
1: yeah, definitely. I think, the to me, where the blurred line always came in and my thoughts has been <clears> – <throat> I never wanted to get to the point which I had like this past year before we started doing our podcast. It was like, all I'm doing is smoking weed, playing video games, uh, watching movies, just sitting on my ass, basically eating snacks, because obviously, you know, and everybody knows smoke, you get the munchies, you know? And to me, it's like, I always looked at it even when I was growing up because I, you know, it, it's been illegal. Most of our great life, you know, here, And I was always one of those people as a musician and shit, you know, pushing that, Hey, this is, this can help people. It shouldn't be illegal. It should be legalized. And now that it is, it's like, I always had that, that mindset, like how I was raised was like, I treat it like an adult, you know, like, like, like I do an adult. I I take care of my shit first. And then I can go smoke some weed. You know what I'm saying? When I'm done with this stuff Uh, or if I'm, you know, in the middle of doing this and anxious, uh, you know, and or stressed out, you know, take a couple of hits, but I'm still getting my shit done. Whereas okay. you know, like this past year is just mainly smoking, sitting around, not being creative, not doing nothing. Um, and that's where it's to me, I'm, I have crossed over to that line of now I'm abusing this. I'm not using this in the way that I feel like it was ever intended to be used. I'm just abusing the shit out of this uh, to run away from those problems that I did have, because you can use it for that if you wanted to. And I feel like that's where I had to cross back over to where I was of being like, no, we got to slow up on that. You need to start taking care of yourself, health, you know, get home, work out, then smoke a hit, you know, get home, do this, then smoke a hit. Um, yeah,
0: agree, For sure. Cause it is a, such a thin line. You could always go over in any second. I, I also dug, uh, I was listening to Kevin Smith talk about when he first started smoking weed and stuff and then sort of a rule he has for himself is that, if he's gonna smoke weed, he tries to do something productive. Like he's like, so he pretty much sets in his mind like I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna sit down to smoke, but I'm gonna write, I'm gonna edit, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. And so I try my best to do that as well you know, because yeah. there's that balance. My uh, obviously I'm somebody who questions it a lot. I do go back and forth with that mental health thing uh, because sometimes I I do wonder about that relationship. I can't help but that. that's just how I am. About the entire world is just like. You know, is this more helpful or hurtful, you know, as I, as I consume this? You know, I think for me, I think where I'm kind of at with it right now is that uh, I, I'd like to step away from the smoking of it all. But I still want to be consuming THC for sure, uh, because uh, something my mom said to me that was very profound to me was don't she's like, don't talk yourself out of something that's going to help. And I think a lot of that is because it's still, still, it's just stigmatized, man. You know, it's like, I was just telling you the show, you know, doing this and trying to make this happen as a career, like as an entertainer and stuff like that. uh, It's uh, very similar. I totally lost my train of thought.
1: Stigmatized.
0: Stigmatized. that's also one of those things where it's like, uh, people, people don't back you up on it because they're like, yeah, that's fun and shit. But like, you know, get a job, hippie, you know, <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> but, uh, it, it's all it's all stigmatized, but, uh, you know, like like my mother said, don't talk yourself out of something that's going to help you. You know, it, it, it might actually help you and just because you think it's bad, you know. Obviously, the tides are turning on that. A lot of people are thinking otherwise on it. You know, a lot. For, for good reason, a lot. for good reason,
2: you know. Yeah. Yeah, cannabis has been amazing for me and uh... – in terms of medicinal help but i uh you know i felt that pressure a lot for sure because maybe the stigmatization of it i think uh there's like that pressure that oh maybe you know it's okay for me to do this for now but i probably shouldn't do it for my whole life you know there's a lot of that but i think there's some i think there's some reality uh some truth to that you know um I, I don't think it's like something that we have to get away from completely by any means. I think if uh, it's something I mean, that we like, you know, it's kind of a hobby, and interest. Um, yeah, I, re- I really like uh, good quality bourbon, right?
1: Yeah.
2: And I, I don't get it a lot, but when I do get it, I really enjoy it. And I think that when I'm an old man, that's probably my relationship, going to be my relationship with cannabis as well. I have a, a, a an interim goal. It doesn't really have much of a timeline to it, but'll give you for a second
0: on that. <laughs> you're an you, you, old you, man you, and you're still chief in a way. like I, I'm going to think you've been stolen. You've
2: been well, not Grandpa, I probably will be. But I think um I think the smoking, it's, it's probably not the best for your health, and especially long term, right? I mean, we have to be honest with ourselves. this this
1: this vaping i bet here in 10 years we're gonna find out this vaping shit's fucking a lot more than you think
2: it's probably not as bad but still not good right that's what i think yeah my totally (laughs) unprofessional opinion on this matter but i i went from uh you know i used to smoke only flower because that's all we could ever get Yeah and um you know over the years i don't know why i think it's just like whatever california was sending out the back door it just was boofier and (laughs) boofier and it was making me sick i don't know about you guys but it's heavy in the lungs and you know it's just not good for you so i when i got my medical car back in 2019 i i really very intentionally switched over to edibles and concentrates only not not cartridges but dabble concentrates. Right. And I noticed a remarkable difference in my lung capacity and just my ability to go throughout the day without breathing or uh, wheezing or or feeling like I had this cough, you know, like this, the scratchiness in the bottom of my throat. So I think there's a little bit of progress with that, but still, um, I think years and years of coughing and filling my lungs up with this substance is probably not the best. So,
0: I, was I don't A lot of uh, people who are of that age do still kind of stigmatize it a little bit. I've noticed people around my parents' age and stuff are, now that it's legal here, people are more curious. A lot of people are embracing it. but uh, Their age, they, they do love their edibles.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They like their gummies. They like their, their chocolate bars. Yeah. Uh, yeah Anti-smoking. And you know where that comes from is the cigarettes. Their generation experienced something different than what ours has. You know, we've picked up these vapes, these uh, jewels and stuff. We don't, we don't know what we're doing with them. I mean, I, I'm speaking a little bit third person here because I really don't use those that much. I did for a little while, and you know, people are smart enough to make their own decisions, of course. But I don't know. Um, I think that anti-cigarette
0: shit worked. I think the truth thing worked way better than the dare shit. Truth or dare?
2: People oh, truth. Truth, I just truth, yeah, or, truth, You know, truth, the, the message is real. It's based on a very th- like very real thing. People have watched their grandparents or their parents <laughs> pass away, but their last hours were spent wheezing on a hospital bed because they have lung cancer.
0: Actually, something interesting. I went to the doctor the other day, and uh, I believe it was there I was asked if I was around people who smoke cigarettes a lot. Because she asked me if I smoked cigarettes. I said no but I do smoke marijuana. She's like, oh, okay, so you do smoke. Well, then she's like, are you around people that smoke a lot? And then she immediately assumed uh, that I was around people who smoke cigarettes a lot because I smoke weed often and, and was around people. I said, no, not really. And she, like, stopped and was, like, shocked. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I think I have, like, maybe one or two friends who smoke cigarettes, really. Like, I got, I know you did for a minute. Like, you might still have one of now, man, yeah, I don't know what you get up, it. but uh, uh, it, it's one
1: of those things that I I've definitely seen it die down quite quite significantly as I've gotten older. Well, see, I think it's it's been the generation. I was still the generation like when I was a kid, smoking was still in buildings. And shit. Yeah. And, uh, I work at a grocery store now, and I laugh about like a grocery store I left or worked at when I was 18. We could sit right in the back where all the food was, and there was a table and smoke cigarettes there in our break room inside still. So I, I got to see that whole, uh, you know, big sweep across the nation of banning cigarettes inside and the truth campaigns being rolling out, rolling out, rolling out. You know, I, I started with Joe Camel in cartoons as a kid and then got to, get to the, you know, so I feel like now that my generation's moving on and a lot of us have, uh, we got to see, like you were saying, the effects of cigarettes. Like my great grandfather passed away from lung cancer and shit like that. So we've got to see that to get away. It's not as normalized, but I did notice, uh, which this is a whole grand topic, but I I guess it's kind of mental health there. But uh, for me, it's as a former smoker, it was the society needing a group of people that we could openly, you know, hate on, and nobody would would say that that was wrong because then it, you know, the whole this is everybody's air, sir. And you can't walk and smoke. You can't stand outside. You know, some places you are, you can't even stand outside your own fucking house and smoke a cigarette. You can't do that. And it's like, I felt like, you know, we we hit a, we hit a point as a society where we're just like, Hmm, we don't really have anybody that we can fucking discriminate against at the moment. Smokers, it's on you now. (laughs) Um, because I, you know, I always told people when you broke it down, uh, you know, the, for the lung cancer, the number one cause was CO2 emissions from vehicles. So it's like it's not secondhand smoke it's not the number one cause, but that's the one we're fighting against right now. I don't see all you guys up saying stop fucking driving that car. You're going to give me lung lunch. You know, and so uh, that's I kind of felt that was how cigarettes went. And when vapes came, like I said, I'm vaping right now. When vapes came out, I was like, this is just a new controlled way to, to keep us addicted and keep us on their shit. I don't think our government will ever legalize something that won't kill you, uh, potentially. I, I think that's why marijuana is not federally legalized yet, is because they know yeah. that, well, this product won't wean off this population anymore. You know, like cigarettes or alcohol do, if they consume those every day, they're going to die.
2: young. There's a lot of profit to be made off of cigarettes and alcohol. There's a lot more profit to be, I think, to be made off of cannabis.
1: Well, and I, I think now, I saw recently now that the alcohol and cigarette companies are starting to look towards cannabis. And I think now that they do, once they do, I bet it will be federally legalized once they find out how to keep their profits rolling. Yeah, that's well.
2: They've spent long enough lobbying against it. They've positioned themselves now to be able to <laughs> hop on board.
1: Yeah. It's, and it's, it's, it's our society's kind of fucked when it comes to that. Because, you know, regardless, the, the facts that came out that like, you know, marijuana helps with a lot of medical issues. You know, when I was a kid, it was like, no, it doesn't, you know, no. And they fought tooth and nail against all that
2: oh yeah there was no nobody recognized any medical benefit for it when we were kids
1: no not at all
2: all. yeah but i don't know maybe it was uh michael phelps who knows (laughs) let the world know like (laughs) hey
0: (laughs) turning point honestly something that's been strange is is i don't know being in this era of watching it become legal has been, It's been interesting. It's definitely been interesting because, like, I remember uh, a couple of years ago when I went to Oklahoma, uh, there were billboards up for it was for medical, but there there were full billboards like by the interstate for for weed. I'm like, that's incredible. <laughs> that's incredible, man. Like you know, uh, and now like uh, not too long ago, Seth Rogen was on Jimmy Kimmel. You know, that's not anything to get too excited over, but he was literally just there. To talk about weed. He didn't have a movie out, didn't have a TV show. He was there wow. to talk about weed. He was there to talk about his weed company, like coming to America and stuff. And I'm just like, Wow. This is insane. He's on a he's on a network that my grandmother could be watching right now. <laughs> you know, she's a wife. <laughs> She could catch this. Like, uh it's just crazy. It's come such a long
2: way. It really is. I uh I, I'm blown away by the progress. I really am. I think it's our generation pushing forward. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, I think it's all of us smoking weed and our parents saying that it doesn't totally destroy our lives. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we <don't>, <laughs> we're not murdering each other or, or stealing their car and never coming back or. Yeah, it's it's the it's honestly it's become one of their least of the worries, I think, with all the other shit going on.
1: Yeah, but, I think for me, I, I feel like, yeah, the rest of the shit that's kind of popped off since the 80s, like crack and meth and all this shit and rampage, I feel like... Everything's so fucked, they're like, let's just get out of Yeah, as long as you're smoking <laughs> weed, it's like, you know what, you could be doing a lot worse out there right now, my guy. Everything's and, gonna be okay. And, and that's pretty cool. Where I'm No, it's,
2: it's bad now with heroin and meth. And that okay. stuff gets into high schools.
1: Yeah, no, and that's sad to hear. That they're doing- I
2: mean, it, I mean, dude, we, I mean, we grew up in an area where it was all over the place, especially in the high schools. Catlin, maybe not so much, but dude, I, I mean, Danville was not far away, man. And Champaign wasn't too, you know, there's a couple of schools where maybe this stuff wasn't going on as much, but uh You know, there's a line. It's called Meth Valley. It runs from southern Illinois into Indiana, northern Indiana. So, a lot of heroin too. It's bad. It's bad over here in Springfield.
1: No, yeah, I don't. Like I said, I don't doubt it at all, man.
2: We have a a a Catholic school here. A bunch of rich kids. Oh man, they've got really bad drug problems. They do. Drugs like MDMA and.
1: Back when I was younger in St. Louis, those were the kids that you always want—you always wanted to get the kids out of the rich parents with a lot of money because they would—they would They'd be wild and that out. Of yeah, but, they had good ounces. <laughs> you know, like these days, myself, I like to keep it natural. You know, like I don't like any of those manufactured anything. I want—I want it natural. I want it to be from this earth if I'm going to consume it in my body.
2: I like what chemistry can do.
1: (laughs) Well, some, 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 some. I I, I vibe with that. A funny story, funny tidbit last night, uh, talking about natural stuff here. Uh, We were sitting (laughs) at a bar, uh, me and a couple buddies, and this girl comes out, the bartender chick, and she's talking about She's like, man, I'm so upset. And I was, we were like, why? And she's like, I just ripped this bag of uh, mushrooms. They went everywhere and all this shit. And I was like, laughing. And I was like, oh, I like to keep my mushrooms in this little glass jar. You just pop the top, and you just can pop them on back all you want. And she's like, breaded mushrooms? And I was like, oh, <laughs> we're talking breaded. Uh, no. <laughs> we're talking that. And it's like, the whole table was like, oh, because they all thought the same. They all thought be, this girl was out talking about. Eating trippy mushrooms and stuff and she's like breaded mushrooms that's like, oh
0: no what do you uh it's a it's a little different than marijuana and it's not mushrooms day but uh what do you think there on uh, mental health and mushrooms uh and and what they're doing there with kind of anxiety and stuff i know didn't they legalize it in colorado Mushrooms. I think
2: they did. Yeah, um Oakland, California and Denver and the state of Oh, I don't I don't know. One of the states over there. Was it is it Washington? Maybe not. I think it's Oregon. Oregon. It's Oregon. Yeah. They decriminalized there, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that's fantastic. I am all for decriminalization of psychedelics. I I, I I don't know. I um, I have mixed feelings on this because I think unguided psychedelics can be very dangerous. Uh, and we have a culture where people are really excited to pop the pill or to, I mean, they, people don't think as much about what they're doing sometimes. And this is something that you have to be respectful of, right? And if you're not, it can really take hold of you and affect you in ways you, if you don't know what you're dealing with, it can affect you in ways you don't realize. And uh, I think that's where everybody is a little hesitant with psychedelics, legalizing them, decriminalizing them. I love the way it's kind of emerging. It's, um, you know, that, that anxiety of mine has been kind of put set to ease a little bit because where it's becoming decriminalized or legalized, the, the culture around it for new people is to use it more in a therapeutic sense and um that's where the discussion's at right now at least from what i can tell and i think that's exactly where it needs to be because that's what it's great for um yeah i've talked to a lot of people who their first time with a psychedelic solely recreational and they they did fine Mm -hmm. but for a lot of people their first couple of experiences psychedelic experiences they're more emotional and intimate and uh Develop, developing. I don't know. Um, yeah, so it helps a lot to have a friend there who knows what they're doing to kind of guide your way through it.
1: It does. It does. I think I did I did a lot of it when I first turned 18, way back when. Uh, and I, I, I mean, I don't know. There's one of the things a lot of people have always asked me my thoughts on it. and I've always recommended it because it was life-changing. I don't think I'd be Who I was today, not experiencing that, and that's just because it just opened up, like I, you know, my eyes to like seeing everything and being like, "Wow!" Mushrooms,
2: fantastic. I think if there's one thing I could say I learned from mushrooms, it's empathy empathy for myself and empathy for others. Really, an ability to put yourself in other people's shoes and to understand, even in the worst situations. Yeah, I think it's helped with that. Now LSD, it's a little different slightly different note um lsd i learned love and that's such a cliche thing to say (laughs) but uh i really learned to love myself with lsd and it's easy to explain i i um i really saved myself with that and when i really tried lsd for the first couple of times i was in a fantastic environment for it. it was also during a time in my life where i was just very stressed out in general and i was overworked and yeah so uh, just having like a good experience with the psychedelic like that i really learned like oh man i deserve to be happy i deserve maybe to like feel good sometimes and um that's self-love right that's it's a very important thing that we've got to kind of kick ourselves in the butt and remind ourselves about sometimes so i went a couple of years i think it was after my sophomore year in college i I worked a summer uh, full time, an internship before my first year of college, and then full time schedule, and then another internship, and another full time schedule. And I think psychedelics are great, man. They can really revolutionize the way you think about the <laughs> world around you. And uh, yeah. they can really better you as a person if you use it right. It's the, it's the whole reflection
0: thing.
1: No, I think um, it's really- uh, yeah, super think- important.
2: And it helps to have somebody there with you to kind of, it's called reintegration. You got to reintegrate what you learned into your normal daily life because you can't just take these stupid revelations you have in this moment. It's not always easy to translate that back.
0: <laughs> That's always been something
2: for me, like again, with my back and forth with,
0: with marijuana in general. I've I, basically, I guess, my challenge in life is to you know, learn how to live life as if I, I'm. Was smoking weed all the time without smoking weed all the time. Yeah, it's definitely what you just say, kind of bringing that stuff back with you. you know? Yeah, and, and uh, it's in a way, it's kind of the same thing as like therapy. You know, if you go to if you go take some therapy, you're going to experience the the feelings of therapy while you're there. But if you don't take that stuff outside of therapy, you know, uh, and apply it to your problems, then it's not you know it's not going to do anything. So absolutely, that's um, that's
2: exactly right. A therapist will give you homework. You know, you'll talk about stuff, and then they'll give you homework, and that's reintegration. That's all that is. Absolutely true. Yeah. So I think I think the dialogue around psychedelics, the places where it's being legalized in the US, uh, it's good right now. I'm I'm happy that it's happening, and I think we need it in a certain way. Yeah. There's a lot of hate right now. And I don't just mean the hate that the media is talking about. I mean the total mm-hmm. divide. Yeah. Just the constant back and forth between uh, this team mentality. It's a, it's a total dichotomy that we have here. And it seems like there's a lot of people who are really aware of it, but they still fall into it. Yeah, And, uh, I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe some good mushrooms can help people step yeah. out of that. And, uh, I think, it would. I think yeah, it would. from a third person view.
1: No, for real, though. I, I like you were saying earlier, I think it would show them, it would make them more open to accepting the, the world as it is around them and realizing that it's kind of on all of us to change it. Like, we all can. We could all come together and do this. I'm really glad uh, with Oregon, a lot of people give them hate for uh, decriminalizing everything. But I've always thought that too. You know, like, we're having massive problems all over our country right now with addiction and drugs. And it's like, instead of just locking people up and throwing them in these profit prisons, yeah. we can help them. We oh can, man. We can turn it all around. And, and that's been one of the biggest things because like with me uh, and marijuana, you know, going back to our daily topic here uh, that's been one of the things like I've got to experience a lot of, um, you know a lot of pl- that we're talking police reform right now in the country, and a lot of that was like, Man, I can't tell you when I was 17, 18, how many times if me and a buddy was driving in an air er- in a certain area, we're pulled over. Why? Because it's a white dude and a black guy in a car together. Well, you're in a bad part of the neighborhood, there must be some drug activity going on here, you know, you know, because in their head, was, ain't no other reason for a white guy to be down here. And you gotta call your guy in your car witches, so you must be he must be giving you drugs. And so I've I've been you know advocating on this a lot. I've seen a lot of great people do a victimless crime, did nothing, and their whole lives were fucked because of it at the moment, thrown in jail, hit with fines, everything seized by police saying, Oh, well that that was bought with drug money, that was bought with drug money. And then it's like essentially though these people have been doing nothing wrong. Yeah, they're not creating problems for people, you know, I'm saying they're not out there robbing people. They're not out there murdering people, you know, for the most part. I know this happens, but I'm just saying um, and it, it, it's it's been fucked up. So I'm glad to see at least one state is taking the step to sit, sit there and, and take the power back and saying we can help people when they're in these situations uh, instead of just throwing them to the wolves and expecting them to get it right themselves when they might be lost as far.
0: I feel like addiction is a conversation we can definitely dive into as far as mental health goes. And like, I think decriminalization is probably a great first step because, mm-hmm. again, it's that stigma. You know, there are people that I know that, you know, are addicts and stuff like that. But, you know, that people struggle with getting help sometimes. Like, you know, people feel like they're a criminal. They feel like they're lowlifes. They feel worthless yeah. because that's what they're told when, you know, you never know. Man, you never know what situations led to what, and and drugs are powerful things, man. Drugs are very powerful things, and uh, they can they can take over mm-hmm. you know, the mind. The mind is a very powerful thing, and if you start, it's already something if you're not in control of. If you start throwing drugs into the mix, you're not going to get control of it. You know what I mean? Uh, especially the you know those crazy types of drugs that you're going to get addicted to. Yeah. <laughs> Should be clear about which drugs are going to fuck up your life, and which. It's like that that joke in uh, Twenty One Jump Street, when they're getting to they have the party, they go to the evidence room. He's like, Uh-oh. he's like a brick of cocaine, and he's like, we're trying to show them a good time, now ruin their fucking lives. He's like, brick of, brick of marijuana, best party ever. You know, like, like yeah, you don't want to like fucking ruin these these people's lives forever. You
1: know.
2: Yeah, I um. I think the way we're talking about addiction is, is going in the right direction, but it's, we've still got some progress to go. Uh, Illinois, with the new recreational uh, cannabis program, uh, or not recreational, I apologize, with, the, with their medical program, there's a component of it um, specifically for opiate-addicted patients, um, and they're basically able to enter the program to use cannabis to step off of opiate use, which I think is fantastic, but it's it's a little closed minded you know, it's a little yeah. bit of a tunnel vision because there's there's so many other people who are addicted to other things that aren't opiates, and um, you know, I, I'm afraid that we're really only talking about the types of addiction that are affecting uh, wealthier communities, um, so but I hope it continues and I hope we start to, I hope our legislatures really start to consider these different um, drugs to be all kind of in the same category in terms of addiction. Yeah. Yeah, It's getting somewhere at least. (laughs) It's a lot better than it has been. I I would like to see work programs put up, you know, it's so much easier to um, decriminalize addiction by, by getting rid of these frivolous petty Charges, but really, some of them end up at being fel- felonies. Really, you know, if they were get to get rid of these and, and reinvest in uh, the communities by offering to stimulate uh, somebody's paycheck, for example, you know, you say, okay, this person, yeah, they're uh, addicted to heroin or they're they're getting off of heroin, they need work. Uh, the state will offer to pay a quarter of their salary if they'll take you. It's like boom, there you go, you've got somebody taking care of them in terms of work and. You know, you just kinda of convert the medical facilities. Now we've got the infrastructure set up already to handle it.
1: Oh yeah.
2: It just takes a, a couple of pen strokes to make it happen, really. But yeah, um
1: I think a lot of it's that and a lot of it is getting past their you know, like I said, their greeds and stuff, because I feel like a lot of the problem we're having is when we started these for profit prisons and now you yeah. have these lobbyists that they not they don't want to see any kind of reforms like that. Cause that's money out of their pockets. And I'd like to say it was either Oregon or Washington just very recently uh, signed legislator banning for-profit prisons in their state, which is again, you know, in my opinion, they're taking huge steps. And just like, I'm hoping this situation plays out just like Colorado did when they legalized marijuana. And it's the rest of the states are going, OK, let's sit back for a year or two and let's see how that state fares. And if they're looking good, shit, fuck, let's do it over here.
2: Yeah, I hope there's a wave of it. Uh, I think some states will adopt it and others just will refuse to accept.
1: I mean, you could almost probably predict that right now to a T,
2: too. <laughs> That's how it all goes, right? It's, it's all too profitable in some states, unfortunately. They've got their system. so And uh, they like to pretend they don't, but it's too obvious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chicago.
1: <laughs> well, uh, you got anything else, man? I mean, I, I could keep
2: rambling on probably- about drugs and marijuana probably. Oh, absolutely. Tomorrow's Bicycle Day. There's lots to be said. Today
0: Bicycle Day. Today? No, no, no. The day that this airs is Bicycle Day. It is Bicycle Day, April 19th. April 19th, which is today. It's
2: that's, that's that's definitely not people April 18th right
1: now. People no, I have
2: the dates wrong. I've just, it's, you know, just good cannabis. So. People
1: <laughs> re- ride bikes on Bicycle Day fucked up or something, right?
0: What's that? I didn't explain it very well to him, the Bicycle Day. You want me to explain it? You're yeah. going to have to. You're the, That's why we had you here.
2: Okay. So Albert Hoffman is the scientist who uh, founded, he discovered LSD. And on Bicycle Day, he decided to uh, sample some of it. But he had no idea the potency of the substance. Nobody did. Nobody had tried it before. He, he ended up giving himself about... Uh, I think, I think the amount was, uh, 20 times the typical amount, (laughs) (laughs) typical message. He was totally fine, but, uh, the story goes, um, he was at the lab and he had ridden his bike to work that day. So he, he starts to feel a little, uh, something. So he gets on his bike, starts riding home and it's, (laughs) the day is called bicycle day because of his ride home. (laughs) (laughs) He got home and called the doctor and checked him out and the his pupils being dilated all of his um, You know all of his major critical health signs were fine. His heartbeat was okay His blood pressure was okay. He wasn't showing any signs of extreme stress in any regard So he just sat it out and uh, that was the day he realized what the substance was (laughs) And what the potential was for it but um yeah, uh, I'll leave the story at that. There's a lot more to it, but uh, uh,
0: so do you, uh, have, do you have anything for the people to leave them with with our uh, with 420? A
2: 420 message? No, 420. I will just be responsible, but have a lot of fun. Yeah, it's awesome how it's kind of legal here in Illinois. Um, <laughs> grow your own. Grow your own. your own. Start tomorrow, 420.
0: Start growing. Do grow your own. Well, hell
1: yeah! I feel that. I fucks with that.
2: John, my man, thank you so much for being yeah, here, thank you, bro. It's good to see thank you. you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm uh, I was really excited to be able to support you guys. So we appreciate. It. And, and we got we got all sorts of
0: shit going down tomorrow. 4:20 mm-hmm.
2: um, a.m.
0: Hell yeah, you do. Yeah. 4:20 a.m. We got a mixtape for you people. Chasing Ships, 4:20 Special, 20. Crispy track Check out the mixtape. Mix <laughs> we got we got skits. skits. We got we got stoner the best movies. stoner
1: movies. We got still we're talking stoner movies.
0: And 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 we got a live show where we're just gonna drop all sorts of little freshness. Little, little goodies and little,
1: little smoke sesh at the end of the day. Little chasing chef smoke sesh. Woo-hoo.
0: Live. <laughs> Tune in, John. I'll, not- I'll be. <laughs>
1: you can probably even check most of it out on our t- TV channel thing. You yeah. didn't say that.
0: Well, we're we're working it's on it. So it's
1: a, It's in it, its beta phase. Uh, on the website, it, right? You if you want the link, you know, we can we can send yeah. the link out. If to you people. want to check out the channel, it's in beta phase. It will be live soon. We'll let you know when. We'll let you know when. We'll get we'll let
0: you know when it's mental health. <laughs> thanks again, John. Hey, thanks, guys.